Chapter Seven of Grandpa in Oz by Ruth Plumley Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seven, The Winding Stairway. It was twilight in the Wizard's Garden. All the lanterns burned low, and the birds twittered drowsily in the treetops. Grandpa and Tatters sat wearily upon a golden bench, for after a whole day's march. They were no nearer the Emerald City than before. Indeed, there seemed no way out of the enchanted garden. They had lunched satisfactorily on the fruit of a bread and butter bush, and Grandpa's knapsack was full of nicely spread slices. But for all that, each one of them felt tired and downhearted. Eartha, on the contrary, was as fresh and merry as in the morning, and, seated under a willow bush, was weaving a daisy chain for Bill. She is certainly a fairy, mused Grandpa, and absently pulling a blossom from a nearby bush, he popped it into his mouth. We'll take her back to Ragbad, my boy, and won't she liven up the old castle? I tell you now. Suddenly, Grandpa stopped speaking and clapped his hand to his belt. His eyes grew rounder and rounder, and Tatters, turning to see why he did not finish his sentence, gave a little scream of fright. "'Help!' called the Prince of Ragbad in an agonized voice. "'Help! Help!' Eartha was beside him in an instant, while Bill circled wildly overhead. "'He's growing!' breathed the little flower-maid softly. "'Yes,' groaned Tatters distractedly. "'He's growing a chimney!' And Tatters was quite right. Not only was the old soldier growing a chimney, but a bay window as well. The chimney had knocked off his cap and grown brick by brick as the horrified prince looked on. The bay window of fancy woodwork and glass jutted out at least three feet beyond Grandpa's waistline. The old soldier had always been proud of his slim figure. "'Give me my pipe!' panted Grandpa in a choked voice. He had no idea what was happening, but felt too terribly dreadful for words. Tatters sank on one knee, snatched the pipe from his place in the game leg, and lit it with trembling fingers. Then it was that he caught sight of the sign on the bush beside Grandpa. "'House plants,' said the sign distinctly. "'Oh!' wailed the prince, suddenly remembering that Grandpa had eaten one of the blossoms. "'You've eaten a house-plant, and there's a chimney sticking out of your head.' "'There is!' roared Grandpa, puffing away at his pipe in great agitation. "'Well, that's what comes of this pesky magic. "'A chimney!' "'Well, I'll try to bear it like a soldier,' he finished grimly. A perfect cloud of smoke rose from the chimney at these valiant words. Too overcome for speech, Tatters covered his face. "'Don't you care?' cried Eartha, flinging her arms round Grandpa's neck. "'It's a sweet little chimney, and so becoming.' "'The wind is blowing north,' crowed Bill, disconsolately following the direction of the smoke as it curled up Grandpa's chimney. If I see this wizard, I'll fall on his head. I'll give him a peck in the eye. Five pecks, but say— Bill paused in his circling and swooped down upon the old soldier. How about the medicine? 
Grandpa and Tatters had forgotten all about the wizard's green bottle, but at Bill's words the old soldier drew it quickly from his pocket. "'I don't believe there's any cure for chimneys,' puffed Grandpa, running his finger anxiously down the list. He was so nervous that his hands shook. To tell the truth, he expected to grow a flight of steps or a veranda any minute. "'Here, let me look,' begged Tatters, snatching the bottle from Grandpa. But though there was everything on the green label from earache to lumbago, no mention was made of chimneys or bay windows at all. "'But it says cure for everything,' insisted Bill, perching stubbornly on Grandpa's shoulder. "'This is worse than a battle,' moaned Grandpa, rolling up his eyes. "'I'm poisoned, that's what I am.' "'Poisoned!' cried Bill triumphantly. "'Then find the cure for poison.' Hurriedly Tatters consulted the label. "'For poisons of any nature, two drops on the head,' directed the bottle. So, while Eartha and Bill watched nervously, Tatters uncorked the bottle and let two drops of the magic liquid fall down Grandpa's chimney. There was a slight sizzle. Tatters rubbed his eyes and Bill gave a crow of delight. The chimney had melted away and the bay window was gone and the gallant old soldier quite himself again. Eartha was so happy that she danced all the way round the golden bench, and Grandpa jumped up and ran to look at himself in a little pond. "'No worse for it,' mused the old soldier, stroking the top of his head tenderly and patting his belt with great satisfaction. "'But that's the last bite I'll take in this garden.' As Grandpa turned to go, a particularly bright little flower-bed caught his attention. The flowers grew right before his eyes, dropped off their stems, and were immediately succeeded by other ones. Even in the dim lantern light, the old soldier could see that they were spelling out messages. Garba will return to the garden at twelve o'clock. This announcement bloomed gaily in red tulips, and while the old soldier was still staring at it in astonishment, the tulips faded away, and another sentence formed in the bed. Who stays all night shall leave here never. He'll be a lantern tree forever. In golden daffodils, the sentences danced before Grandpa's eyes. A life sentence, panted the old soldier wildly, and without waiting for more, he plunged across the garden. Tatters, Bill, Eartha! shouted Grandpa, his own voice hoarse with excitement. The wizard's coming back, and we've got to get out of this garden or be lantern trees forever. Forever? gasped the Prince of Ragbad, who had scarcely recovered from the chimney business. As fast as he could, Grandpa told of the flower messages, and when they hurried back to the bed, a pansy sentence had already grown there. Good night, said the pansies politely then fluttering off their stems blew like gay little butterflies across the lawn good night choked grandpa bitterly it's the worst night i ever heard of i won't be rooted to the spot nor a tree for any old wizard whizzing come on company tension here i come by the name of bill crowed the weathercock hurling into the air 
But what are we coming to? panted Tatters, shouldering his red umbrella dutifully, while Eartha kept anxiously beside him. We're going back to those stepping stones, puffed Grandpa, stumping along determinedly. The lanterns went lower and lower, and soon it was so dark and shadowy they lost the path entirely. Smothering his alarm, Grandpa marched doggedly on, bumping into benches and trees, but never once pausing. They ought to be here someplace, wheezed the old soldier, and then stopped with a grunt, for he had run plumb into an iron railing in the dark. What is it? whispered Tatters, straining his eyes in the gathering gloom. Why, it's a flight of steps, cried Grandpa in the next breath. Feeling for the gate, he entered the little enclosure and struck a match. By the flickering light he saw six circular golden steps, and on the top one in jeweled letters were just three words. Garba's Winding Stairway. Then the match sputtered and went out. Winding Stairway, puffed the old soldier joyfully. Why, this must be the way out. They wind up, I'll bet a gumdrop. Get aboard, everybody. Hurry. Here, loveliness. Taking Eartha's hand, Grandpa guided her up the first step. Tatters stood on the second with Bill on his shoulder. Grandpa mounted quickly to the top and, striking another match, looked anxiously for directions. There were no more inscriptions, but under Gorba's name was a tiny gold handle. The match was burning lower and lower, and just as it went out, Grandpa seized the handle and turned it sharply to the left. Then, great gollywalkers, gasped the old soldier, clutching at the rail. It's winding down. Poor Grandpa, in his hurry he had turned the handle the wrong way, and next instant the brave little company were whirling down the wizard's winding stairway, round and round, down and down, round and down, down and round, until they were too dizzy to know where they were going. "'Hold on!' called Grandpa wildly. "'Hold on, hold on, hold on!' And hold on was about all they could do. End of chapter 7